This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Well, welcome back, everybody, to Cultivating Convos, the Ohio Department of Agriculture's podcast. We are happy to have you back with us. I'm Shelby Croft. Alongside, as always, with me is Megan Harshberger. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening in. We're happy to be back. Uh, this episode is part two of H2 Ohio. Uh, and with us, we have two Ohio producers participating in the H2 Ohio program. We have Denny Vetta. Venicotter, did I get that right, Denny? I think producer sure. in Putnam Close County. enough. <laughs> and we also have Scott Deitering, who is a producer in Van Wert County. So thank you both for uh, being here with us. We appreciate it. Thanks for having thank us. Thank you. So I think what we'll have you do first, really quickly, is um, have you both just talk about where you're at, um, talk a little bit about your operation. Um, Denny, if you want to go ahead and start, we'll kick it to you. Sure. So I'm located up in Putnam County, Ohio. Go ahead, Scott. Let's hear about you a bit. I've been, I grow corn, soybeans, wheat, and uh, popcorn, cover crops um, on nearly every acre we farm. And then from the other end of it, I'm a full-time drainage contractor, primarily installing field tile, but also uh, grass waterways. I do a lot of projects for the Putnam County soil and water as far as ditch uh, reconstruction or, or uh, waterway work tight tile installation. So I'm kind of familiar from the process from both ends, if it makes sense. Yes, that absolutely makes sense. And uh, thanks for sharing with us, uh, you know, a little bit about what you guys do. And as you all, as you both mentioned, uh, you mentioned the best management practices or the BMPs associated with H2 Ohio that you're participating in. Just to give a little background in case people out there don't really know about H2 Ohio, Ohio Department of Agriculture's portion of it is uh, seven best management practices um, that uh, conservation practices that producers are choosing to uh, employ on their on their farm fields uh, to essentially help down the road with water quality. So we know what both of you are doing. I guess my big question here is, and, and Denny, I'll toss this to you first, but Scott, I want to hear your your answer also. Why do this? Why did you decide to get involved with H2 Ohio? So, I mean, uh, we, we've, we've always worked with the soil water on, on practices, new practices and that. So these practices kind of lend to some of the stuff we have been doing in the past. I mean, it's always, we're always sitting there trying to improve, you know, whatever we're doing. We're always trying to grow a crop the best we can. And, uh, with us having a lot of hogs, we, we use that, we use them nutrients from the, from the hog buildings and that way we don't have to buy commercial fertilizer. And the cover crops is a good way after we haul manure to get that cover crops out there. It's a good way to hold them, hold them nutrients there and not, not to, uh, not to leach away or anything and that. So that's a lot of the reason why we do the cover crops on the, on the manure part of it. And then as far as the strip till, it's just a little bit easier for us not to do all the tillage and conserve, conserve, I guess, I guess it's just time consuming in that. And the strips have been working out quite well for us in that. So that's a little bit why we've been doing that part of it. 
Got it. Now, Scott, I guess what results have you personally seen from, you know, instituting these practices? Well, like he was, uh, like he was talking to us in the strip tillage. I've been doing strip tillage for probably 12 years now. The, um, the cover crop last year, it's kind of, it's kind of a situation that makes a guy believe that what he's doing is, is in the right direction. Last year, I, I took on another farm. I soil sampled the entire farm last spring to, um, for, for the H2 Ohio practices and, uh, farms I had been on, on my own that I'd been strip tilling, cover cropping, uh, for let's say six, seven years already comparing the, uh, just simply the organic matter content on these on these farms versus the one I took on that had been in a 100% full tillage practice. The the numbers were almost double, and and this particular fellow was was raising a nice crop on this farm. He's done a nice job. Just uh, since I took it on and showed him these numbers, he just kind of shook his head and said, "Whatever you want to do." So we went ahead and are implementing the same practices on his uh on his farm as well and uh like i said just you know the the numbers don't lie that's what we want to hear thanks for that story and we know too both of you guys know that every farmer is different and and some farmers are already doing what's considered a best practice here so denny i'll start with you was this an easy transition to make for you to add practices like what was it like deciding what to do here uh for your operation yeah, it, it most of this stuff uh, fell into line what we was doing and like the strip tills. So we've been doing it for a while, but we had a couple neighbors. Even I put strips in for some neighbors so they could try it. And and this program allowed people to try something new that maybe they wouldn't have tried beforehand. That that was one of the good things I thought about it. What about you, Scott? Same question. Yeah, um, almost echoing what he just said, um, the hardest part about the H2 Ohio program really wasn't deciding what to participate in as as I was essentially already participating in all the categories. It was more it was it was tougher to decide what not to participate in than than what we were going to do. Oh, I, I, I agree. Every I, I might have told you that. Everybody is well aware of the situation at Lake Erie. I mean, everybody that in my area, I mean, they know, they know that they're trying to do the best practices. I mean, they might not be enrolled in these programs, but when they go to their ag retailer, I mean, they are, they are sampling closer, smaller, smaller field sizes. They are, maybe they're doing grid sampling and that, and they're doing it more often. So everybody, everybody is is conscious of of what's going on. They are they are they might not be involved in the in the H two Ohio program, but they are aware of it. They are taking a look at it. You know, does this fit into what I do? And and like I say, the ag retailers in the area they they are using the tri-state recommendations, even though they might not be required. They might not be required. You know, we don't have to, not everybody has to have a nutrient management plan, but they're still following them recommendations. So I, I, I feel this program has really raised the awareness of, of people, farmers in the area, and they might not be participating, but the awareness is, is really brought forward. 
Scott, what would you have to say about that? Yeah, I um I agree with what he's uh what he's saying. The none of us wanna none of us wanna see the disaster in Lake Erie. None of us wanna be contributors. The I guess what was kind of a deciding factor on my part, just kind of I'm I'm pretty observant of, of what what I do and what other growers around me do, what works, what doesn't. Nothing really I guess brought it home more than uh, the 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 farm I live on on the north uh, border of the farm. I have a a surface a grass waterway that I installed 12 years ago. The bulk of the surface water from that field comes off through that waterway. I've got it tiled real well, but on a big rain event, I still get a lot of water coming through there. From where it uh, enters this ditch, uh, the ditch is it's probably about 600 feet from the road. And uh, the the main drainage ditch is at the road. The water drops into a catch basin, and then goes under the road into the drainage ditch. And uh, I'll sit out there, and you look. The water coming off the field looks like chocolate milk. The water in the road, or the water in the drainage ditch along the road, looks like chocolate milk. But just having that water run through 600 feet of grass waterway, by the time it hits the catch basin where it's going to enter going to enter and disappear underneath the road my water is clear just from running through that grass um, mm. so like I said you pay attention to something like that and you know what what they're trying to do here works it's just uh, we need to figure out how to implement it on a larger scale than that yeah absolutely chocolate milk to clear water sounds better than <laughs> chocolate milk water <laughs> I'll tell you that <laughs> that's for sure well, thank you both for, for being here with us and giving us some insight into a producer's perspective of of participating and helping try to clean Ohio's water. We, we thank you both for being here. Well, thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, same here. All right. Well, we appreciate it, and we, we love talking about H2 Ohio, so I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we'll be back talking about it again. Thanks, everyone out there for listening again to Cultivating Convos. Uh, we appreciate that you're around, and we'll see you back here next week. See ya. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed, and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.